This is the Behind the Micah podcast, where we discuss Jesus, community, and everyday life. I'm your host, Micah Stephen, and our goal is always to take people from where they are to where they need to be. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to Behind the Micah podcast, and I hope you guys are having a great afternoon this Tuesday, man. It has been a crazy, crazy week here in Odin, Indiana. We have um, this thing called Vacation Bible School. Do people do churches? Uh, church, Jason's churches still still do that? Vacation Bible School? Yeah, dude. We we just got. It's the worst week of my life. Yeah. Well, we we call it vacation babysitting, uh, because for a lot of parents, man, that's what it is. Which we're glad their kids come. But <laughs> this is the first year we had it. We had it. We had like 180 kids, something like that. I did nothing. Yeah. I didn't do a thing. Yeah. So, well, I'm, I'm not either, but my wife is. So therefore I am. That's right. Um, and uh, I have three kids running around here. So uh, it's a crazy week over here and lots is going on. Um, hope you guys are doing well where you're at today. We have a special guest with us. A great, a great uh, friend of ours um, comes to us from the great state of Florida, Orlando, Florida. Do you, We'll get into that in just a minute. He is the CEO of Christian Financial Resources, Darren Key. So good to have you on the show, man. Ah, so good to be here, Mike and Jason. You guys are great ministry partners and love uh, all the ministry that you guys do. And just the fact that we get to partner in ministry together. It's fun stuff. Dude, so let, let's go back just for a minute. Okay, so um, I, uh, I got connected with CFR uh, when I came to Odin, which would have been about five years ago, uh, I, uh, I was, uh, well, there was a, they were wanting to build a brand new building here at the church. And it was something that they talked about for years and just never really pulled the trigger. Um, a good friend of mine, DJ Maxi was working with CFR at the time. And he's like, Hey man, you should check out CFR. They're awesome. They'll connect you to where you need to be. And he, he hooked me up with Keith Wood. And before I knew it, man, we were doing a uh, we were doing a loan with you guys. And here I'm sitting right now as we talk in this, uh, you know, fairly new building, like less than two year old building. Um, and what seemed to be like this far fetched vision actually became a reality. And here we are sitting in um, this amazing facility that CFR helped fun. Well, that's honestly why our team does what we do. When we get up in the morning every day, we're wanting to fund ministry projects because we know every project, no matter how little or how big, reality is God uses it to change lives for eternity. Uh, I grew up in a small little church in Kansas, uh, 65 people. And, you know, I had several of my friends, we went to college together and ended up going into ministry. And then of course I served on staff at one of our biggest churches in the country at Southeast Christian Louisville and got to see all that ministry that takes place. So, you know, it just, we, we just never know what God's going to do. He's writing lots of stories uh, through our churches. Yeah. So um, let's go back uh, even further. When you, so you said you were growing, you grew up in Kansas City. Uh, big, I know you're a big Chiefs fan, uh, which uh, look, there's man, an understatement. Yes. Look, man, um, I don't know. Hey, let me see if I can uh, move this around here for just a second. There's a small flag on my oh, wall. Oh, please. Right there. Uh, and, uh, uh. 
look, I don't hate the Chiefs. I just know that they were in our way this year. Um, and so we had we had to get through. But I did I did think about you when when the Chiefs and the Bengals played. Look, it was it was definitely a David and Goliath. That was quite quite two two really exciting games that we played against them. Sadly, oh, we came out on the wrong side of. My goodness, it was. So are you a, are you a are you a Royals fan too? I am. I was uh, at the World Series in the classic wild card game back in 2014, and I was ready oh. to go to the 2015 World Series, but they wanted in New York before I could get there. So, hey, I'm an I'm an Orioles fan. <laughs> the Orioles are hot right now, hot right now. They're gonna be. They're almost 500. Wow. <laughs> Come on, man. The Orioles ain't going anywhere. You know that. Unless Cal Ripken comes walking through that door, you y'all ain't going anywhere. <laughs> Hey, I saw a stat last night. So the Reds are in in uh, the Bronx right now, playing the Yankees. And uh, I saw uh, they said that the Yankees are on pace to win 115 games. Um, if the Reds won every game the rest of the year, they'd have 108 wins. What does that mean? It means the Reds stink this year, and the Yankees are out of control. That's what that out means. Of control. Baseball needs a cap. You're a money guy, Darren. Baseball right. needs a cap. Does it not? Like That's right. That's why NFL is the best now. What is, I mean, LA, you know, these LA teams, man, the Dodgers have like a $300 million payroll. You know, in Cincinnati, it's like $100 million. Come on, man. It's like picking the best kids in gym class. Right? Hey, the, or- the Orioles' salaries don't equal Max Scherzer's. It's <laughs> ridiculous. So... <laughs> So, so, uh, so you grew up in Kansas city, man. Um, what, what was it like growing up in Kansas city? Tell, tell me a little bit about, I, well, I've so it was a little been. town. Yeah. A little town just South of Kansas city called pale Kansas and, uh, grew up there my whole life. And then I ended up going to, uh, a church camp in a little tiny place in Southeastern Kansas and, uh, church camps where I decided to go into uh, Bible college and I went to Manhattan Christian college and that's in the little apple. Manhattan, Kansas. And so I uh, got my ministry degree there, went across the street to Kansas State University, got a finance degree. And I preached for three years, like a lot of people do in Christian college at a little rural church. And I had two claims to fame in my three years. Uh, The church doubled. It went from 22 to 44. Now that doesn't sound impressive, but there were only a hundred people in the town. So I had 44% of the town coming to my place. And then I've done several weddings in my days being ordained. I've done 13 weddings, but I've never done a funeral. So I decided, though, after that three years, I'll leave the preaching to, to Jason and Micah type of guys, <laughs> and I'm going to go do, do ministry instead. And I, so I left there. I went to Louisville, Kentucky, and served on staff out at a Southeast Christian in Louisville on the finance team for a couple of years and got my MBA out there and then moved down to Orlando. And I'm a Kansas boy at heart, but I will tell you, I got Florida blood in me now. You, you spend 25 years down in Florida, and you like the warm weather, especially when you're a golfer like I am. So. Oh, my yeah, gosh. yeah. What, what was it? Uh, what was, what, where's your favorite place to eat in Louisville? Ooh, well, got to remember when I was an intern, I was making $200 a week there. So, um, so I didn't it have a lot of money to spend. It so, wasn't Ruth Chris. <laughs> no, so, you know, back then the place that we would go the most often, you know, and of course I'm being a Kansas city guy and barbecue always looking this place called Mark's feed store. Oh, there it is. So let's we would go. go there all the time. Hey, yeah. so what, what's better Kansas city barbecue or North Carolina barbecue? Oh, Kansas city barbecue is the best. If you're going to Kansas city, you just need to contact me. I have the two best places you will ever have barbecue in your life. And they're in Kansas city. And I can even tell you exactly what to order. Oh, I'm going to have to eat them side by side. 
to make that judgment. I'm, I'm with you because I, I love Eastern North Carolina barbecue, like with a passion. I love that. It's that good. So I've never had, I, I mean, I may have like had some sort of like variation of Kansas city barbecue, but I don't, I've never had like Kansas city, Kansas city barbecue. Q 39 and Joe's Kansas city. If you're ever there, you gotta, you gotta text me and I'm going to okay. send you the, send you what to get there. Tell us what to get, but I'm with you on Mark's man. I've been to Mark's. I love Mark's. It's good stuff. Yeah. Um, I asked Bob Russell the same question, you know, and he said his taste was a little too expensive for good <laughs> Mark's. He said he's a steak guy. Uh, I believe it. So, uh, so, and he, and he's, I think he dropped Ruth. I think Ruth's was one of the places he said there's a Ruth's Chris in Louisville, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's yeah. right. You went with him, didn't you? Yeah. Right. Right. Downtown and top of that building, whatever it was. Okay. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, you, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned doing weddings and, and no funerals, Jason, let me ask you this. Do you, are you, uh, I mean, not that you ever love doing a funeral. Um, but do you prefer weddings or funerals? Uh, I, I prefer funerals. I'm yeah. with you. Yeah. That's what Bob Russell always said when I was at Southeast. He no pressure. There's no pressure at a, at a funeral. Plus it's one day, you know, wedding, you got the rehearsal, the wedding, it's a headache. Yeah. Like maybe even like counseling a session. I, I tell people all the time. I said, run off, go elope. Don't do this. Just elope. <laughs> but For, that's my, listen. that's first counseling session. Yeah. Don't, don't have a church wedding run off. Yeah. I'm with you. So, so, so Darren, you, you go, you go to Southeast, you intern there. Um, probably a pretty crazy experience. Um, as you're there and then and then you decide to go down to to florida and um now is your wife from kansas city or is she no from- my, my wife's a florida girl that will never ever move out of florida so i married a, a west palm girl and so she uh she does not like the cold i gotcha matter of fact her least favorite vacation we ever do is whenever i persuade her that it's time to take the kids skiing yeah she not like that no she yeah she's like water skiing or you know Skiing in the mountains, right? Ski, yeah, ski, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so so you end up uh, tell tell us this experience. I mean, here you are, man. You're sitting as the as as the top dog at CFR. Like, how does this how does this come about? Did you ever think when you were a kid, looking looking as a kid growing up, that that this is where you would be? Yeah, you know, I always thought I was going to be in the second chair. I, uh, you know, when I went to uh, Southeast, my plan was that I was going to, I was learning under the uh, executive administrator, uh, Bob's kind of number two, so that I could go do that somewhere else. But the problem was I, I finished up my internship, stayed on another year while I got my MBA at the University of Louisville. And so I started putting my resumes out, actually, at probably some churches you guys know. Yeah. And I realized, you know what, at least back then, they didn't want to hire a 25-year-old as their executive pastor. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people said, man, you got a great resume, but I think you need to come back to us in a few years. Yeah. And uh, so what happened was the children's director at Southeast, um, her dad was the founder of CFR, and he was looking to expand it. And it had kind of got stuck for about six years um, at $8 million. And so he really felt like he needed to bring in some, some more talent and more people. And so he, he got, made a couple hires. And so I was one of those. And uh, I was really intrigued with it because I will say, if you go back to look at my college, it does say I want to go and do, you know, financial kind of ministry type stuff. I just didn't know there was ever anything like CFR. I thought that was going to be more in a, in a church setting or in a volunteer setting, even at a church, if I couldn't get a job. Yeah. So to actually get to live and breathe like, 
man, fun and ministry changing lives is our mission at CFR to do that every day. It's, it's, it's a dream. Um, yeah. So, so tell us a little bit about that for those, those who are listening, tell us, um, I know you mentioned it a little bit. Of course, we, I, I talked just a second about, uh, what you guys did for us here at Odin in our church and help fund us to, to get the building that <clears throat> we really needed. Um, what, what, what all does CFR um, do as far as how does it, I mean, what is CFR for those who are listening are like, man, what is CFR? I never heard of CFR. What, what is it? Yeah. What does CFR do? Yeah. So if you uh, have ever read the book, start with the why by Simon Sinek, yeah. uh, he talks about, that's the first thing. So I always love to start with the why. If you think back 42 years ago, when a group of Christian leaders got together in Orlando, um, their idea was, Hey, God owns everything. What if we use the resources God has blessed us with to manage for God? And so if you come into our ministry and see, and you walk on into the, see the wall, you're going to see God owns everything, manage everything for God. That's like the core truth we're based upon. So then the, the next thing, well, then how is it we, we do that, uh, manage things for God? So there's three primary areas that CFR focus on. Number one is making loans to ministries. And, uh, and that could be all kinds of things. If you want to get into the what, it's a refinances, it's property purchases, it's a new construction, it's renovations. It's even, we've got a construction management team that will provide some resources to help churches pick a good architect, pick a builder, think through the, the timeline, all that kind of stuff. So that whole loan piece is something we've been doing the whole 42 years. Then the way that we're able to do that is the investment piece. And that's where we get families, churches, businesses that park their savings at CFR, where they get a, a good rate of return and they get to be able to fund those projects. And then the third area, and that really kind of what makes us unique to you know secular lenders that are out there is then we offer a bunch of stewardship resources. Mm -hmm. So for our partner churches that will come in and do a no cost legacy seminar for them one time where people will leave money in, in the States. We do capital campaigns for churches where they can hire us to, to walk them through the process to raise money. And then we offer uh, some giving funds that we're able to help people be more strategic and tax efficient in their giving. So, so you got the loans, the investments, and the stewardship, and it, and it really all comes to a head with our mission. That's funding ministry changing lives. We know that we're just a, a tool that God uses to accomplish his purposes uh, mm. through the churches and the ministries that we partner with all across the country. And so when I got here back in 97, we were just Florida. Yeah. Um, we were we were making a foray outside of Florida, but we were just really weren't ready for it yet. And so we kind of retrenched back to Florida. Uh, and then in 2010 is really when we began our expansion. And now, of course, we're in all 50 states. That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. And, and I can't, like what some of these churches are able to do, what our church is able to do if we went to the bank to try to get the loan we're trying to get at the rate that we can get with, with you all at CFR, they'd laugh at us, I think. Well, that's what's cool. You know, this week I was in a Midwest and I, I met with a bunch of churches and it's just like there were three, to give you three stories, I had one church, it was their, a, a new church plant that we helped them buy their first ever building. And, you know, there was nobody because they didn't have the history. No secular lender would have funded that. So that was really neat to have that story. And they're doing great things in their community now. Had another one then that they're in a fast growing suburban area. And so we were able to help them buy a new piece of property. So they'll be able to be poised for growth for the future. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the, the one I spoke at this Sunday, I mean, it's one of our mega churches, Harvester up in St. Louis, St. Yeah. Charles. 
And, you know, we refinance their bank loan and we have saved them hundreds of thousands of dollars that they're using for ministry admissions rather than paying a yeah. secular bank interest. So it's, it's all that it's doing sometimes things that nobody else would do. Uh, sometimes it's doing something that, uh, that it's just at a more attractive terms. And, and really, we just always want people to look at us as, man, we are your ministry partner. And, and that's, and that's been my experience, you know, like your, your staff rocks. I mean, yep, I can't, I like agree. we go, we were going through like architectural design and, and all that. And, and we'd have some of your guys look at our stuff and, and advise us. So it's not like we're just getting money from you and, and uh, a loan, a good, uh, interest rate loan we're we're getting advice and input and that guys that know church because the bank doesn't know churches right exactly that's where you know we have a very defined niche and that's where we can be experts and you know whenever i talk with bankers they're always amazed you've never had a foreclosure in 42 years and i say no we haven't and and the reason for that is we really are a partner. You know, we're out speaking in the churches on the weekends. And like you said, we've got all these different skill sets of people that we can bring in and help the church, whether it be stewardship, whether it be construction management, whether it be finance. Yeah. So there's just so many resources we're able to offer. And, and I've been blessed. I have, you know, when there was one time it was me and two ladies, you know, back when we were in, in a very small ministry. And today we, you know, we're 40 team members and, uh, you know, we're over $850 million now. So wow. It just is, it's so much fun to be able to do all the ministry that we do. That's incredible. You know, I, I think about, this isn't just, um, this isn't just churches. I mean, you're doing church camps, you're doing, um, a little colleges. bit of all the above colleges. That, that was another one. I think we just recently talked about my brother, um, is on the board for Louisville Bible college, man. And I keep oh, yeah. swaying him. And, hey man, get, get CFR down there, man. Yeah. I, we actually, we have their loan. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's a small one, but we have it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, just, uh, just awesome that you guys, it's not just, it's not just a church thing. And then for those people who are listening right now, who are like, okay, cool. I'm not in any kind of leadership position at a church or anything like that. I don't need you to build a church. Um, how, how can it affect, how can what you guys do help those? And maybe you mentioned it already, but how can it help those who maybe, um, are just in, in a personal, from a personal standpoint? Yeah, so there's uh, what we call the stewardship steps at CFR. And it's, it's four different steps that we try to encourage families to consider. And so I'm a certified financial planner. And so one of the things you're taught when you go through that designation is that you're taught everybody ought to have an emergency fund. And so that's the first rung. We call it the saving step. We believe every family, every business, and every church ought to have a three to six month emergency fund. And so you can park that in our ready access savings. So, you know, as of today, it's earning 2%. You can link it to your checking account at your bank. You can move money back and forth. And so you're getting a great rate of return, but you're also getting to know you're funding hundreds of churches uh, like the churches that you guys uh, pastor at. Yeah. So that's really cool. A second step then, some people have more than that level of savings. And so they're ready to start to the investing step. And maybe they have an old retirement account or, or maybe they just have extra money laying around that could earn a little bit more. And so they can put that in one of our certificates or if it's an IRA uh, or a 401k, they can roll it into an IRA certificate with us too. And so they can earn a higher rate than, than our ready access rate and still know their funding ministry and changing lives. And then the third step is for a few people, uh, being a, a certified financial planner, I love saving money for people on taxes. Mm. And what I find is we have so many people in our churches that don't give the most tax efficient way. And so we offer what's called giving funds. They're donor advised funds that you can do all your giving to your church and all the other ministries you support. And 
that's for families that that basically give away ten thousand dollars a year or more. But there are some strategies that they can do, like giving appreciated stock, uh, like bunching two years of giving into one year to maximize the tax deduction. And a lot of people don't know that they're not getting a deduction anymore. There was a big change in the tax code a few years where it went from twelve thousand seven hundred dollars of deductions to be able to start getting a benefit for what you give to today, it's $25,900. So I find most pastors, a lot of people, uh, middle income in our churches, they don't have enough mortgage interest, charitable contributions and taxes to get that benefit. So we've got a whole video that'll walk through that with people. Great thing for them to save money on taxes. And then the final step is really just for retirees. And, And that's what we call the planning step. You know, hopefully if uh, you've been really uh, good at managing your money over your lifetime. You get to retirement age, you built up a nice nest egg. But now what you need is you need actually eggs to live off every year in retirement. So we offer what's called life income agreements, hmm. where people can make a gift to our ministry. We pay them a fixed rate of return that's much higher than our other rates, and they get that locked for as long as they live. And awesome. there's some tax advantages to doing that. And there's some advantages to know that they're they know they're getting a fixed rate of return at a high rate for as long as they live. So that's helpful. That's awesome. One of the cool things is that if I understand, like when, when someone invests with CFR, that money is also what, what is used to build and churches and, and that, it's going to work right, in Jason. the kingdom. So yeah. You know, we've got almost $800 million invested right now from people uh, in churches across the country. And what happens with that money is, we then take those dollars and we loan it to churches like your guys's two churches. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, it's a very simple model. You know, we pay our investors on average, you know, uh, I think right now it's, you know, a little under two and a half percent. We loan the money out on average, you know, at, uh, at some spread above that. And that's how we're able to fund the ministry. So you get to really know that your dollars are being used for the kingdom. And, it, you know, as a steward, that's anytime we can be looking for ways to take whatever God has blessed us, our time, our talent, our treasure, and deploy that for kingdom purposes. I, I have to believe that's going to make God smile from everything I read in scripture. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's this, it's this vicious cycle, man, that, you know, the money that we get goes, uh, the money that we were able, you guys were able to lend us, uh, probably came from somewhere else that, that you guys had already lent to. And, and, and what we pay back is goes to another project, uh, funding right. and, oh man, it's, it's an incredible thing. I want to ask you, how did, um, you know, like everybody else and everywhere else with, with the COVID stuff and, and uh, everything that happened. And, and now, of course, you're starting to see things kind of go up a little bit in our country. And what, uh, how, how has that affected? Uh, yeah, so if, uh, if you read, if you read my book that just came out called The Quest, um, you're going to read in there that in March of 2020, when that all happened. Those were the two darkest weeks of my 25 years at CFR at that time oh. I was 23 because I'm sitting here and I know the numbers, you know, I know that churches um, at that time on average, our partner churches, about half their giving was online and half was in person. Now some churches were, you know, 80% was online and some were a hundred percent in person, but on average, it was about 50-50. And all of a sudden, I'm hearing from all these governments that you're going to have to close down and not be able to meet in person anymore. And so that was stressful. I, I'm sure. like, how is this going to work? Because, you know, most churches, I know how the budget pie works. They spend almost 50% of their budget on staffing. They've got a debt load. How are they, if they're going to see about half their income go away, what's, what's going to happen here? So 
here's what we never would have imagined as we look back now two years later um and you know i guess it's my lack of faith that, that i didn't have faith what god was going to do number one i never would have guessed that the government was going to give free money to churches through the paycheck protection program never i remember when the first time one of our pastors told me he was on a call that some senators were talking about that and i said well i hope you're not banking on that because that's sure not going to happen yeah. well there it did so that was that was amazing uh, number two, what blew me away is how churches really took, you know, they heeded our advice to really cut back on their expenses there mm. for a season of not frivolously spending on some things maybe that uh, they could have saved some money on. And then the third thing, and this was what was incredible, was the faithfulness of givers. Yeah. So we had stories of people driving to the churches, dropping off their ties. We had uh, people that would mail their checks in that had never done those kind of things before. And then we had so many people in our churches that had never done online giving. And all of a sudden they pivoted to online giving. And now what's great is that set it up excellent for the future. So I can tell you now, two years later, you know, we have zero churches out of 400 loans that are even one day late. And I, most of our church partner churches are telling us that this year they are in the best cash position they have ever been in as a church. Wow. Wow. How, so that's awesome. That's amazing. And that, yeah. that's our story. You know, it's through COVID, I, how it happened. Our giving went up and our attendance went down. And exactly. I've right. heard most that from a lot of still, guys. Yeah. Most churches are still not back to their in-person. We have some around the country that are, but yeah. I will tell you, most churches are not back to hundred uh, percent. And yet they, their giving is now ahead of where it was pre-COVID. So maybe you can help me answer, you know, the question I've gotten from a lot of people is we're doing building We've done our campaign already. And the question I keep get asking, like people are looking at inflation. They're seeing rates going up and they're, they're asking, is this the time for the church to take on a multi-million dollar loan? So what we're seeing right now, as we talk with churches across country, we are seeing uh, a big uptick right now. We had kind of seen it slow down in 2020 with, uh, you know, we had a lot of projects that were in process. Of course, those got all wrapped up and got, uh, completed. And then in 2021, we started to see, you know, a little slowdown um, in some of the size projects. We had a lot of renovation projects that were going, but, you know, we, and when COVID first hit, like we had three massive projects going that were, you know, mega, mega churches, over $10 million loans to these three. We're not seeing a lot of that right now, which I actually think is probably a healthy and wise decision, but we're seeing a lot of churches building 500 seats or, you know, 700 seats, 300 seats. We've got a lot of those going right now. I think as of today, we've got 70 some million dollars of construction projects in mm. the pipeline that we've already approved that we're just waiting to, you know, to, for them to complete the projects. Wow. Man, that's awesome. What a, uh, what a great thing. Uh, what a great testimony to, I love how you said that at the end there, he talks about the, just the faithfulness of people and, and we could say the same thing here at Odin. Just, I mean, the same thing we, we went up. Um, of course, you know, Odin, I don't, I don't, Darren, I don't even know if you've been to Odin before, but Odin didn't even realize that COVID even happened. I don't think, um, but we just... have it on our, our bucket list. <laughs> We're going to get to COVID, you know, that's one of our big, uh, vacations we really want to do. You know what, man, look, uh, it's always funny to me because, uh, that's what Keith, uh, Keith Wood, man, he was asking one day when he's getting ready to come down, he's like, how are we going to do this? Like do the whole, I was like, man, if you go a County North of us or a couple of counties North of us, it's a completely different world than when you come right here, man. Cause I don't think, I don't think, I mean, I think we, I don't even know me. I mean, we shut down for like five or six weeks maybe. And then we were back at it. I, I don't know. That's just people. And actually believe it or not, 
we actually gained people through it because people started coming in. They were like, Hey, we're shutting down where we're at. Um, we're going to go somewhere that's still, and you know what, um, God has blessed. I know just, just us personally, I know Jason just talked about his church as well. Um, God has, has really blessed us and our giving has went up. And, um, and like I said, you guys at CFR have made things so much easier for us, uh, than, than like, like Jason said, through a bank or somewhere like that. Um, so at the end of this month, here in a few weeks, uh, you guys are coming to our church to do uh, estate planning. Oh, um, yes. Tell me a little bit about this. is a new a new thing that you guys offer. Uh, tell tell me a little bit about this. Yeah. Jay uh, Jay Hess is going to be coming here uh, yep. here in a few weeks. T- tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So our legacy seminars is a partnership we have with uh, Financial Planning Ministry. We've been doing it now for for a few years. It's been a, a really neat thing where. Whenever church gets a loan from us, we'll come in and do uh, a legacy seminar if they would like us to. It's no obligation to, but it's no cost to the church. Uh, and then anybody in the church can go to that. It's about an hour-long seminar. They're going to be encouraged to uh, make sure they have an estate plan because so many people do not have an estate plan. The numbers are, are really sad about that. Some people have not updated their plan. And then encourage them to leave money to the church. And what's really neat is we have tens of millions of dollars now uh, that are going to be left to our partner churches in the future as people pass away. Wow. And, you know, that's what's been happening. I go to a conference every year with all the different denominations and a lot of the denominations have been doing this for a long time and we've just never really done it much in the Christian church. And so the denominations, they got all this money, but their churches, you know, aren't really growing as much. And our Christian churches, you know, are growing a lot more across the country. And yet, you know, we don't have these resources, but it's such a win for the families because they get that, that will or trust done at no cost to them. And so, so like I've done, I did mine, my first will, I, you know, I first got was through an attorney, you know, paid whatever thousand dollars to have him do all that. Uh, And now I actually have a trust in place which means it doesn't have to go through probate. And I have got, uh, I got that all done. That probably would have cost me $2,000. I got it all done at no cost. And then what I did is I got four kids. I left each of my kids 20%. And then the last 20%, I used to have a bunch of different charities named in my will. And now what I've done is I've named my giving fund at CFR. And then I have my church and several, my Bible college and several other ministries that I love that are going to get that when I pass away, but my kids get to actually decide what dollar amount goes to which charity. And I don't have to keep amending my will or trust because it's 20% just goes into my giving fund. Hmm. Wow. That's great. I think I heard a story of one of the, one of our bigger churches that I don't know if they did that through CFR, but maybe years ago they did something with estate planning and talked about that. And, and eventually that, you know, it was a long-term play, but it started, people started passing away and they uh, were so getting... I, yeah, we had one here in Orlando got a six hundred thousand dollar gift. We had they you know they sent the check and just paid down their loan. It was awesome for them, saved them a ton of money and interest. We had another church uh, uh, up in uh, the Ohio. They got a million and a half dollar gift, wow. and so yeah, I mean those are game changers. You know, because you know churches just don't expect to get those kind of gifts. And and the reality is there is so much wealth that's going to be transferred from the current generation that it to me we need to be asking people to leave a legacy gift. And I encourage everybody to at least leave a legacy tithe, 10% of your estate to ministry when you pass away. Um, I, you know, if you can do more, that's wonderful. Uh, but if everybody did that, like what we'll be able to do for the kingdom is just going to be incredible. 
Hey, shift gear just for a minute. Would you talk about your your book? Yeah. Because it, it's such a good uh, resource. Uh, yep. So yeah, so it just came out. Uh, so during COVID, uh, one of my bucket list items had been to actually write a book. And I am not a writer, but I have a, a lot of pastor friends that are that have written very successful books. And so one of yeah. our Florida pastors is Mark Atterbury. He's written some great ones, a men's study book called Samson Syndrome, and but lots of others that have, you know, he sold hundreds of thousands of copies of his books. And so I laid it out one time he was doing a devotion for our staff. And I, after the devotion, I said, Hey, Mark, I got a book idea. What do you think about this? And so my idea was, I said, what if I talked about stewardship in a way that I don't think anybody has ever talked about it, where it's a five chapter book that could be used as a five week message series on money. Cause I always have pastors asking me for fresh ideas about that. Yeah. And I said, I'll take pop culture stories and then we'll tie that into whatever that chapter is going to be about. So like one of the chapters is got the wizard of Oz tied to it. One of it's got the Lord of the Rings and yes. So it's five different chapters like that. We have a whole bunch of our partner churches this fall that actually I'm going to be doing interviews with kind of like what we're doing now where they're doing the five week series and they're interviewing me for, you know, one of the weeks, uh, uh, for the message series yeah. and, the, and they're, they're framing the whole thing at it. So we had a few of them that already used it this spring and it went really well because it was just a fresh way to do it. And I even tried it as guinea pigs on my kids. It even worked with my kids. I, I cause it's got small group questions after the, each chapter. Hmm. So yeah, if anybody wants to do that, um, all the proceeds of that are giving away uh, through the giving fund and ministry, but yeah, your church, uh, if you're interested in that, definitely reach out to one of our team members because we'd love to, to see more churches use it. That's called the, the quest. Yes. Great. Great. And you, stuff. you can get it on Amazon. Yep. Correct. Yep. We get well, bulk copies through uh contact our office and we'll put you in touch with uh, the place that you can order bulk. Copy. We got somebody just today was ordering a thousand for their church for awesome this fall. So awesome. Hey. When we did, when we did our capital campaign, you know, preached on giving for five weeks or whatever did. And, and I don't know if you can speak to this, you know, with uh, preachers trying to navigate stewardship, we're oftentimes really uncomfortable, more uncomfortable than you are talking about money because pe- we, we get the sense people are uncomfortable with it. Yeah. And, and I don't know, uh, you know, if, it's if you probably can... one of my, so there are a few, there are a few churches that talk about it too much, but that's not normally the issue. I can tell you as somebody that works with hundreds and hundreds of churches, the tendency and what I usually find it's in a lot of our, our, a lot of times it's our younger churches that they don't want to talk about money. They don't want to turn people off, but we got to be careful about that. Cause you know, there's over 2000 verses about money in the Bible. Jesus talked about money more than he talked about heaven or hell or lots of basically anything else. Yeah. And I think it's cause he knew it's such a key issue where, you know, where our, our, uh, Heart is, you know, that's going to be about the treasure too. So I try to get people to really, um, to be willing to talk about it once a year. I think it makes sense. You could, you could work it in some messages here or there, but you ought to have a series. I don't think it needs to all be giving. So in this five chapters, there's only one chapter on giving. Mm. Um, There's a lot of other, that's where I think as church leaders, we need to, to add value to people. So one's talking about saving and investing, you know, one's talking about debt. Uh, One's talking about planning. Um, so all those type of things are, are very important. Could, could, could it, could it be used like for small groups as well? Stuff like that. Oh yeah. So there's, yeah, there's a, a study at the, at the end of each chapter. Uh, and I, like I said, I've done it now. Boo, I think I've led personally six small groups this year through it and five, you know, and I've done some of those where 
uh, what they do is, uh, you know, they'll, they, we just go with the questions. And I've, other times we've created different questions that are more relevant to that group. And so, yeah, it works really well for that. Awesome. You, um, you dropped uh, Mark Atterbury, man. Uh, Mark Atterbury is, he's a, he preached at Odin Christian Church before me, man. He was, oh, wow. So, yeah. You know that? that? So, here's what's cool. Then there's a tie for us because the very first church I did a CFR ministry update when I moved down here in 97 was yeah. his church, Point Siena Christian Church. Uh, yeah yeah i i uh i think i saw that when i looked at the book i was like oh my gosh small world man seven yeah. seven steps to kevin bacon there right exactly ministry back to mark yeah yeah so that's pretty cool um so really quickly before before we let you get off here and i and i appreciate man you giving us your time today i know you're busy and you just got back and and if you're like, if it's like what it's like for guys like me and Jason who, you know, go away for a vacation for a week and then we come back and it's like the worst thing in the world, right? Because there's a pile of stuff to be done. Yeah, the, the, the 600 emails that you're right, that, that's always <laughs> a daunting task to turn those down. I don't like having them in my inbox. So. Uh, you guys not only do all those things that we've talked about and which are incredible, but you also take time to invest in, in leaders. And um, probably the, the way that I connected with with you personally was through an event right before COVID yeah. uh, called 20 under 40. And, yes. Uh, yes. Jason was the same way. I, that I, was all that was, I, that ne- was I don't blast. know if I've come back more refreshed from a, an event. Well, that's more- cool to hear you guys say that because we were just talking about it, and that's our plan is to kick those back up. You know, we in 2021, we, we normally do those in uh, usually first quarter of each year because we find these, you know, people up north like to come to Florida in January, yeah. February, March. Yeah, I don't know why. But uh, yeah, the, the pass around tables, uh, I, I believe we're going to kick that back up for 2022. Three. Yeah. So we didn't have it last year or this year, but we're planning on doing that again. And so, yeah, we, we, we hope I'm glad to hear you guys got value out of that. That's, that's good for me to hear that. Yeah, you got to change that to 40 and under. Hey, cause I hit 40. Hey, hey, well, we do other ones. So we do them for, we do them for church planners. We do them for churches of different sizes. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll have to find the right niche for you. Uh, I was getting ready to is. say I'm still under 40. So okay, uh, I, I still fit in there. Just, just FYI. Uh, no, but seriously, uh, yeah, man, just a great couple of days to, to, uh, learn, to, uh, to fellowship, man, just to hang out. And, uh, you know, you guys did some, you know, you did some loving on us and that kind of stuff, man. And, uh, man, I just think that's a great thing. Uh, not only is it about, Hey, how can we help you financially, but also how can we help your, your soul? And I think that was the thing that I got out of that whole, um, couple of days that we were there was I just remember one of the things that Carl talked about was like, and I don't even know that someone's even really asked me that in my ministry. I've been doing it for 17 years. And I don't know that anybody's really just sat me down and said, man, how are you, how is your soul going? Like, how are you doing right now? Right where you're at um, personally, how is, how is your, your walk with Christ, that kind of stuff. And uh, man, it was just a really good time to remind me like, Hey, there is life beyond your ministry inside your church. Um, you know, you got to take care of yourself as well. And uh, it was, that was a blast. I really enjoyed it. That's but great to hear. Jason, same. Yeah, man, that was awesome. Yeah. So, and it didn't hurt, man. And, and got to hear things, you know, cause the guys you had had there, Carl and a few, and, and maybe John Hampton. Yeah. John Hampton. Uh, I, I think some of the stuff was, you know, kind of cutting edge stuff that, that I'm out of the loop on. So like, I'm, I'm getting ideas and books and, and things that I never would have heard about 
in my uh, well, that's what of. we found is that you know there's a lot of conferences out there. You know, it's and the reality is like you know there's so many good ones. And but what we've heard from a lot of guys is, man, what if we could get together and have one facilitator that we could ask questions about our specific situation? Hmm. And man, we brought so many good guys in to do that. Um, you guys, of course, got to have Carl Cool at yours, but we've had a lot of other guys too, Ben Kacharis and. Um, uh, several other guys that have done it too for our churches so yeah um that'll be kicking back up again as our plan for next year so we're excited about that and that's yeah that's uh it's one of those things we we, we love to to pour into the pastors because obviously that's you guys are the key to to driving the vision forward in our churches so the only thing that is crazy is is if if we would have known a month later what was going to happen when we were down there right that was like right before COVID. it was yeah right? like and a month the, before yeah january february we did those so yeah gee man that was crazy and no one no one thought that was going to happen anyways hey uh man i just really appreciate you uh you're a blessing to so many uh, i know that and uh man guys go go check out uh cfr it's cfrministry.org go check out all the stuff they do, man. And if you're in a, if you're in a ministry or in a church, man, and you're looking for something like this, I would recommend, uh, CFR, uh, man, they are, they are a, a pleasure and a, a blessing to, to partner alongside. And, uh, for those of you who maybe just are thinking about, you know, maybe even, even if it's just a savings account, uh, man, uh, switch, switch with CFR. It's a great thing. Uh, and then also guys, don't forget about, uh, Darren's book, the quest it's on Amazon, or you can call the office there, uh, CFR, and I'm sure they will direct you to where you need to go. So Darren, uh, I'm, I'm hoping that your chief, are your chiefs going to be good this year? Are they gonna, we are uh, going to be good. Uh, I'm banking. No Tyree. So that's, no. Well, that's, that's not so good, but that's all right. We got, we got some more guys. We're, we're going to be tough. So hey. be ready. Yeah. Better have your bingles ready. So, I was going to hey, say, you, Mike you're, and Jason, I, I want to say thank you to you guys. Cause you know, obviously, uh, we can't do what we do without great partners and you guys have been awesome partners with the ministry and, uh, and just look forward to what God's going to continue to do for you too. Absolutely. Well, thanks, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate your time. And uh, guys, go check it out. You can check it out on all the major platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, any of the episodes that you miss. I, I encourage you guys to go check it out. Uh, until then, uh, we'll talk to you guys later. This has been a Behind the Micah podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you check us out next week. And remember, we're always striving to love God, love others, and serve both.